wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph. It is here on this very podcast where usually me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation each and every week. But since the latest and greatest co-host, or sorry, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, isn't here because he's sick with a tummy ache and flu, we got the next best thing. Mr. Todd Oktra from Secret Friends Unite. How are you, Todd? It's me, Todd Oktra from Secret Friends Unite. I'm sitting in my, I've got my drive car ready to go, Joe, to talk about how we could run Nintendo with our PlayStation Nintendo podcast for you. I think you, I think you confused three different podcasts. <laughs> we'll have props. Isn't that count? You know what? It does for me. Todd, how are you, man? I am fantastic, sir. Thank you. Man, you just killed everybody's ears, but I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Holtz is driving off the side of the road. So, um, yeah, uh, Kyle has the flu and, like, a stomach bug. And I'm just like, Kyle's Kyle's just getting the worst type of luck this whole entire month. So um, he couldn't make it this week. But I saw, you know, I, I gave out a little like a, a little help me message. We we're like, someone, please come help me. I need a co-host. It was literally just happened today. I was in my brother's graduation. I was like celebrating. I got the news. And then everybody just came out and was just like, hey, we got this. I'll come. I'll help. And then you came in. And you're like, hey, I, I got this. I go. T- and I think to myself, Todd comes like invites me to his podcast all the time. I always have a great time. It's about time I return the favor. So that's why I have you on. I'm pumped to have you, by the way. I'm very excited because we got a lot to talk about, Todd. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk about State of Play. We're going to talk about Days Gone. We're going to talk about, I don't even know what, because it's been quite a day. But before we talk about all the news that happened in PlayStation, Todd, what have you been playing, man? Wowie wow. Uh, finally wrapped up Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, how are you liking it? Uh, I liked it a lot. I am a sucker for bad video game stories, especially in the fighting game genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one I played was Soul Calibur. That one was horrible because it was all all basically uh, just uh, static shot, uh, static shots of the characters with some background dialogue. That was it. Mm. Lame. Totally lame. Mortal Kombat, on the other hand, is fan diddly It's over the top. It's crazy. It's weird. Um, I suck at those games but I had a blast. See, that's the thing with me. I suck at fighting games. Like I am, I am awful. Like I say this all the time when it comes to injustice Two, I hear nothing but amazing things about that game. Like every time when people talk about it, people that are competent at that game or just fighters in general, they're just like, this is one of the best fighting games period. And I, I, I could not get past the tutorial part where you needed to jump and like hit at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like I am that bad at fighting games. I'm I'm horrible. So like you're not a big fighter. So I, did you go online with it at all, or you just played? No, no, no. Why would I let twelve year olds like make me feel helpless? <laughs> just I have my son for that in Smash Brothers, Joe. Yeah, Do not need any help. I have Jason Lacey to fear as well, but he's oh he's yes, come to challenge me because he's you know scared. But yeah, so like yeah, like. Not good at fighters, but you still found enjoyment. Is it? Is there like a like a, a laundry list of difficulties where it's like medium hard, very hard? Okay, punch my face, punch my face even more type of like like where God of War is like very easy, easy, medium hard. 
give me God of War? Is it like that type of level of difficulty? I, I can do medium, and it, it rec- I mean, I will figure out a couple of static moves that I will just button mash, and I will have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's about as as good as I get. I understand how to to do a throw. Uh, I understand how to do a couple of like solid moves, but they added like essentially an ultimate move which mm. made it so much more fun. So okay. I'm great at spamming that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just get the right, I mean, they have background um, mechanics as well. Mm-hmm. So whether it's either you can pull something from the background, like a sledgehammer just happens to be there. What would you do with that, Joe? I mean, maybe build a fence. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you would kill them with the, the fence Aww. that you made. See, yeah. there you go. Mortal Kombat. You, there you go. You Yeah. So, okay. So you played a little bit of Mortal Kombat. You really yep. like the story. You like the mm-hmm. game so far. Is there anything else you were playing? Uh, Resident Evil 2. Oh, yes. Eat that. Yes. Played, <laughs> played the Leon uh, playthrough. Yes. I am going to wait, though, oh. to play the Claire walkthrough for Halloween because I want a spooky, scary game. Ooh, that's a that's a smart idea. That's a smart idea. Where do you rank Resident Evil Two? Like, are you a big Resident Evil fan? I am. Oh, although okay. I have a, uh, a a couple of gaps in that okay. Resident Evil Three. Never played it. Okay. Um, although I watched a friend played it at the time. I think it was Nemesis, right? Um, yes. So, yeah. yeah so that where face. like it was a Mister X type of guy, and mm-hmm. the Nemesis kept on tracking you down. And then uh, Code Veronica. Oh, never okay. got to play that. I owned a Dreamcast, so I'm like, why didn't I ever play that? And it's been out in other th- versions. But yeah, that's kind of my gaps. But everything else, six would be the only modern one I yeah. really didn't care for. Yeah. So with that, where would you rank the remake? Is it is it wow. really that good? Because like I've I come in only playing Resident Evil Seven, and I'm like, mm. I really enjoyed Seven. I was just like, okay, this is really cool. Playing uh, RE2 remake, I was just like. Holy crap, this is another level. Like, it was... I don't know if it's still my game of the year so far. It's fighting, but, like, it's up there right now for me. It's just so much polish to that game, you know? It's it's wonderful. I enjoyed it. I never played 2 on uh, the original PlayStation. Mm. I held off, and I was so happy I did. Um, but I, I just love that the fact that they take so many risks with that series, and they've gone so many different directions with it, and each of them feels good. Like yeah. seven is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, four love that. You know, love that version of the game. That's why I bought the GameCube. Was was Resident Evil Four. Um, yeah, and then uh, just the, the remakes. Um, and, and I do want to go back and play the original Resident Evil uh, remake. I got it on PS4. I do want to play that. Uh-huh, okay. Well, I've been playing a little game. It's similar. Like there's undead folks in here. That's days gone. I finally got to well. I say, man, like at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people are arguing whether scores matter, and that's something we're going to definitely touch on uh, later on in the show. But like, I finished it. I'm probably even going to platinum the game because I only have like five trophies left, and that's just of me playing the game as I'm playing it. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm so close, might as well. But I have to say, at the end of the day, it definitely deserves the score it has. Like the 72, I feel like is totally where I I land on it. And it doesn't mean it's bad, right? It just means it's good. It has problems, though. Like, 
this game could also be called Days Gone Loading Simulator because mm. every time there's a cutscene, there's something that ruins that momentum, and that is all of a sudden, like, you hop on your bike and you're like, okay, let's just start riding. Like, in God of War, when you enter a cinematic, you don't even know. It's just so seamless. And when you're exiting that cinematic, it's also seamless. There's no loading screen. Every time you're moving forward in the story, even if it's just uh, showing you two cutscenes, there's a loading screen in between it. And it just ruins this pacing and the storytelling of the game and holds that just, again, that feeling of, of... of pacing within the story. Um, also, yeah, there's still some bugs to it. Still some glitches that don't make any sense. I, I've seen a lot of people like in T poses, which is, you get to see more and more of nowadays. I'm just not a fan of it, but like at the end of the day, I feel like you could cut the story at least by 10 hours and you have a really solid game. If you could do something with the loading screen, that would be that would be really awesome. But so far, I play it. I'm just like, this is a really good game. I really hope this game gets a sequel so that they can take everything they've learned with the game and then fix those issues. Because I feel like the bike, the riding is fun. Once you level up your shooting, the shooting is rewarding. And once you get to the hordes, the hordes are so fun. They're actually like, you never feel, and this is the, this is when Days Gone's perfect. When you have a huge horde, Todd, like like a 300, 400, like just horde of, of, of freakers, you never feel safe. And you can have all the guns in the world. And I'm just like, that's when this game is perfect. When you're out in the wild and no matter how much you're, you max out all your skills, you have all the ammo, you still don't feel safe. Those are the moments that Days Gone nails perfectly. It's just the story elements and the glitches and the audio bugs that really hinder this game from being a really great experience. And dare I say, even a game of the year contender. It's just, it's just those things. Um, and then I played Rage 2. Uh, I'm playing it still. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, it's another game that I'm kind of... I'm kind of in the middle with. And so I don't want to say too much yet, but I feel like it it has a similar thing with Days Gone where in the beginning, it's kind of meandering a little bit. They curse way too much. And this is coming from a guy that loves to curse. So like the beginning of the game is just like, man, you're just, you're just cursing because you want to sound edgy rather than you're cursing because it makes sense. Like it's like a believable thing. Is it an um, Ubisoft game? <laughs> I know it's not, <laughs> but that was like Far Cry five. Holy crap. Oh God. Yeah. It's more like bullet storm light. Oh no. Did they, t- did they come up with like new ways to co- combine dick and tits? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not Favorite yet, swear ever. But I, I think the strongest aspect is definitely the combat. Like, I wasn't enjoying it until I unlocked a few more things and then mm-hmm. I got the shotgun. I was just like, whoa. Okay, I like the variety in the weapons. And, like, the weapons have different abilities. Like, the pistol that you start off with is actually, like, a burst weapon. So every oh. time you shoot it, it shoots three bullets. But when you're zoomed in, it shoots one giant bullet. 
at people, which is really cool. <laughs> Same with the shotgun. Shotgun's That's a shotgun, crazy. but then when you zoom in with it, when you get down the rails, it's just a focus blast, kind of like uh, the shotgun in uh, Apex Legends. And I'm just like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then you get to freak out. You get to do this overdrive, which just pretty much puts the game to God mode. And you have other different awesome abilities. Combat, amazing. It's really great. Everything else, though, not a fan of. I, I don't even like the driving uh, at, like, at all, even. And that kind of bumps me out. So I'm kind of lukewarm on... Uh, it sucks. I really wanted the like rage too. Mm. I'm kind of just lukewarm on it right now. I'm gonna get a more of a feel of it within the week's time, and I'll get back to everybody on that. But with that, it's enough of what we've been playing. Todd, there's some things that came out in the PlayStation universe that we need to talk about. State of Play happened literally the day uh, that last week's episode came out. So last Thursday, when our video landed of our predictions of what the state of play was going to be state of play landed. And what me and Kyle did was we kind of had our own little predictions of what would we get right? What would we get wrong? Everybody I'm pleased to announce. And since Kyle's not here to back this up, uh, it's now (laughs) fact I won that because I said final fantasy was going to be shown off and I was damn well, right. This state of play, was really short. It was about 10 minutes long. And here is from games, uh, game, I was going to say GameStop, son of a bitch. <laughs> game spot of all the things that they announced. Monster Hunter uh, World, Iceborne expansion. Uh, Riverbound, it has a Minecraft uh, art style, kind of like a top-down Diablo-esque, if I dare even say, like Minecraft art style. Cute, adorable. Uh, Predator. Yeah, that Predator. Hunting Grounds. The makers of Friday the 13th are making that game. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Then we have Medieval. It's going to be launching in October 25th for 30 dull hairs. Uh, then we have the game Away, which is a little sugar glider. He's adorable. I already <laughs> named him. His name's Franklin. And then last but not leastly, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it will remain episodic. Todd? Take a look at all these games they announced. And even Sony said, don't think of anything crazy. Oh, also, they announced a limited edition state of play console. Um, but they said, don't ex- don't expect anything too nuts. Right? We're going to show you, you know, a few games that we have in store. Nothing PlayStation 5 related. And so they kind of set the expectations rather low. Now, then there's some leaks and rumors that came out saying we're going to get a re-reveal of a game. And then a new game that's just going to blow everybody's mind. And then everybody got excited. So, with that, what were your expectations walking into the state of play, Todd? Well, I, I think they kind of even posed it as kind of like, oh, a, a big look at Medieval. Which yeah. I feel like it was a red herring. Because this was the Monster Hunter <laughs> episode of state of play i mean it felt like i mean it was a fantastic showing obviously this is um i don't think there's anything playstation exclusive about this it's not coming first but um it was huge on ps4 yeah um so that's that looks beautiful it's just the game i I, i've not played but it's 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 supposed to be even bigger than the original game and you can get the deluxe edition with the original monster hunter so it's obviously opening doors to people who might have stayed away from it really cool thought about that uh river bomb kind of reminded me of like an um was it uh, 
Game Bit Hero style okay. with a very pixelated look. Uh, yeah, very cool, like, yeah, uh, yeah, but probably like. a game I probably will overlook, yeah. <laughs> as most people probably will. Uh, but Medieval, I'm totally excited about that game. I really miss that game on PS1. And it's right in my wheelhouse. I love those action platformers, uh, mm-hmm. well, action games with wacky mascots and things like like that. Kind of has a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas aesthetic, so really enjoy that. It's only 30 bucks. Um, you know, they're going into their wheelhouse of their old franchises, which is great because they can do that now. I don't know how much nostalgia is there for it, but still kind of cool that they're doing it. Away looks like Dangerous Creatures Part 2 HD Edition. <laughs> Oh no, Billy ba- no, no Billy Bob uh, uh, Thornton, I guess, in this one. No. They couldn't afford no. Billy Bob. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that in Dangerous Creatures, right? I, uh, dude, I had to, I, for, for, for a second there, vaguely, by the way, uh, I had to think, is Billy Bob still alive? And I'm like, I yes. Think he is. God bless him. Yes. God, be- yes. you know, a hashtag. Yes. God bless Billy Bob. You know, <laughs> what's he doing? Carrying about around more vials of blood. I hope of his office. Oh, I think he's got that framed on the wall now. Oh, yeah. Boy. And then uh, Final Fantasy VII. It's the really only JRPG I've ever really played through and completed. So um, now, do you have this- any affinity for it? Like you're like like anybody walks away, it's like they've had a religious experience with it. Uh, I really enjoyed it at the time, but. I'll be curious to see what they do with storytelling because storytelling and game video games have come so far yeah. from really bad text screens. There was no voice acting in that game, mm-hmm. uh, but the cinematic score, the the, the cinematics were, were beautiful at the time. Uh, but I don't remember the the inner the inner bits or anything else that really impressed me mm-hmm. um and it was like a 120 hour game and i just do not have the patience for that anymore so uh, now my first question for you is, is they said that it was going to be episodic like a few years back and like the whole development on final fantasy 7 has been all over the place like it was an out of studio Development and then it was it changed creative directors if I'm not mistaken or internally it changed and then it went back to a Square Enix in house production um, and then they said along the way it was going to be just a standard release and now it's episodic. Does that worry you at all or you're like fine with it, Joe? It's going to come out on th- uh, three discs. That's the only way you can get it. This is disc one. Like the original game came out on three discs. Um, fun fact. How crazy. Fun fact. If you went to disc two, you couldn't go back to disc one. Should they should they implement that? Oh, huh? sure. Why not? A perfect idea. <laughs> so, OK. So, like, but but you still haven't answered my question, sir. I mean, what, how what many hours of content would that be as an episodic? I mean, are we talking three episodes, yeah. which is 30 hours long? I mean, they could charge a 30-hour experience. How much could they charge for that? I mean, that's, Do you that's significant. Think, like, Okay, so now if, now if I was you, nothing elaborate this time, but he's probably the Illuminati. You're in control of Square Enix. Um, you have literally thrown all the executives out the window. You're like, I, you know what? I said it's not going to be elaborate. Now it's just gotten, uh, it's a massacre. <laughs> it's a bloodbath. Square Enix Corp. Shoes taking control. You get to decide. Like, it's an episodic adventure. Is this a three part? How much do these games run? Like, oh. 
because if you're Square Enix, you're like, oh, we're we have we have the fans by the nuts, right? We we have the power here because everybody loves Final Fantasy VII. As long as we deliver them a good experience, we could they charge sixty dollars a piece. These are thirty, because you said it's a hundred twenty hour game, Todd. Yeah, breaking it up is that really horrible? (laughs) I could see them doing like forty dollars per episode by now for hundred bucks, but that still would be a tough ask. Yeah, I mean, what's the last? What's the last standalone game that exceeded sixty dollars? Can't even think of one. Like, you could get an experience like Apex or, like, Fortnite, right? And I know they're different games, but, like, free. Skyrim, 60 bucks, and that game, with all the mod support, could last you forever. (sighs) That's That's tough. Because, for me, it worries me. Because I'm just like, and I have no attachment to Final Fantasy VII, or Final Fantasy in general, okay? I get it. All the people, they're very beautiful, okay? They're very beautiful peoples. Uh, very attractive. I would date every single one of them. Ignis, the the because he cooks. I date him in his heartbeat. But um, I I don't have any attachment to the series at all. So like for me, I see sixty dollars per episode. I'm just like yikes, pass. You know. Ugh. I I just to me I think yeah like when you when you take a step back and you're like well Red Dead Redemption is an amazing game, uh, sixty bucks right or like Persona Five that's a hundred hour plus game. 60 bucks, you know? So, like, I don't know. I am a little skeptical. I would like to know what the audience thinks of that maneuver by Square. Because for me, I'd, ugh, I don't know. I don't know, personally. But with that, Todd, what did you think about the state of play in general? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you, like, indifferent about it? Or, yeah. You know, I think it's a simple um, execution they they don't overstep uh, where they should. Yeah. They don't have like an iconic character or a uh, like a Shuhei doing anything to do with this. Right. But I just watched the Mario Maker Two direct. Yeah, it was just a, a woman talking through the pieces, not a woman that we know who she is. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there, and nobody will probably complain about that. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Um, the the information's there. You get enough of a a feel for what they're offering. It doesn't overstay its welcome, except for the uh, uh, monster hunter bit. Um, I like it. I, I like it a lot. Um, and I think there's more they can do with it. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm. I I think I'm actually on the same boat. I was just like, yeah, like, like, Grouchy Surge actually says this. Final Fantasy VII Remake has me drooling. Other than that, State of Play was forgettable. Uh, how can Sony advance without repeating this mistake? Like, you look at everything, and I think if you look at everything through an, you know, a magnifying glass, I think everything's actually really good. Like, you're a big Monster Hunter fan. There's a big chunk for you here, right? If you're excited about Medieval, you now know when that game comes out. Uh, Final Fantasy VII had everybody talking. Predator was something I was just like, I thought it was soul calm, and I got really excited because it's all just... Oh, generic. me too. I thought the same thing. Like, an old, uh, forgotten franchise, yeah. not come back, hasn't been seen since, what, early PS3? Yeah, so I'm just like, or actually late PS3, right? So come, oh, was came it? out after kills. Anyway, not not important. Like, I I thought it was that, and then when I saw the Predator, I was like, I forgot that there was even a Predator game on PlayStation. I was like, oh, why? And I like immediately I think of the horrible Predators movie that just came out, 
It was awful <laughs> garbage. And it was just like, why this? Why this? But then when you read who's making that game, makers of Friday the 13th, you know they're a great studio. You know that they have Sony money backing them. So it's going to be a fun experience. Isometric. So like when you take a magnifying glass to it, I think it's a decent. And also Sony set it to to say this is not going to blow your socks off necessarily. It, you know, they said this is a short 10 minute presentation. We got some games to talk about. But that's about it. You know, so I think we were kind of sucking each other up. I think for away the sugar glider game. Kind of forgettable. What I mean, kind of really. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Riverbound, I didn't really care about. But yeah, I think when you look at it, ten minute presentation, it was all right. What can they do to make it not forgettable? I think what they really need to do is just have something to say next time, rather than I feel like they had this out here because Final Fantasy VII is going to be at E three and Sony's not, and so this was them going, whoa, 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 whoa. here's Final Fantasy VII, and guess what? we have some type of weird exclusivity with it. You know, that's why I kind of feel like this thing existed. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know what they can do. Just have something to say, I guess. How many do you, or how often do you think they'll be doing this? <sighs> that's a question, Todd. Uh, that's a Kyle like question. You know, that's, that's why I bring you on. Um, I hope not, not to say like every other month, but I, I, I think, I think to answer that question, I think when they have something to say, they should have it out, right? Like, they shouldn't be like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Nintendo always has a has a Direct every January. That means there has to be a Direct every January. I think the, the, the cool thing about them not being at E3 this year, PlayStation, is they don't have anything to say, so they're not going to be there. And they, they didn't completely close the door on E3. They're just like, nah, we're going to see. We're going to do our own path right now. Um, so I think when they have stuff to say, I would like to say somewhere in the four range, if I had to put a number on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Well, I, I think I solved how you give this thing some personality. Ooh, okay. You know who probably needs some work right now? Oh, God. Kevin Butler. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine how much swagger yep. that would bring. I mean, just, you know, just. I mean, the classic Will Ferrell, over the top, mm-hmm. full of himself, kind of oblivious, yep. kind of speaking blither blather about video games. Yeah. Or maybe, or or even if that's not possible, what about the guy who hosts the um, the, the the campaign with the gamers uh, for the gamers? The, the, the he's almost like a bartender or whatever he is. Oh yeah. What about him? Yeah. Oh, I know. He's been in a few movies. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy. Who's Maybe like that's in, what they need to do. Yeah. He's like in a vault with full of awesome fucking weapons. And I'm like, I'm always jealous of that guy because like he's an actor. He's never. He's probably never hold a, held a control in his life. And I was like, dude, dude, dude. Aloy's bow, bow is right above <laughs> you. Get that bow out there. <laughs> I want to see something happen with it. You know. Um. But yeah. No. That's 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 excellent. They could play with their old characters. I mean, they could bring in uh, Daxter, could host. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Sweet Tooth. I don't know. Yeah. Play with the fun. But yeah, yeah. Dude, have Kevin Butler. I mean, I, usually I'm the type of guy where, like, don't show me anything fun. Get right down to business. We set Kevin Butler, and, oh, boy, I bet. 
I'm 100% in. Well, our next question comes from Mr. Bohotep himself. He says, I feel like there was many things to be excited about in last week's state of play. Final Fantasy, Away, Medieval Remake, all the things I'm looking forward to. That said, I'm intrigued by the original Predator. Uh, we've seen that style of shooter in the past. Ooh, I'm sorry. And then he goes on to say, this is my bad because I did a piss poor job of copy and editing. What do you do to that Predator game to make it feel stale? Uh, or make it feel fresh and not stale because it is an isometric-esque game. I'm just I'm just like, roll it out like you would Friday the 13th. I like to see different Predators out there and like different abilities. Like this Predator gets his Predator dogs, you know, that aren't completely useless. <laughs> what, what about mm-hmm. what about I'm so I, I don't know the movie rights. This is a Fox property, which Disney owns now. But um, remember that series of movies that had like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren. What was it called? Expendables. Expendables. Yes. Bring in the Expendables because Arnold's already in it in Predator. Carl Weathers, Jesse mm-hmm. the Body Ventura. But do those type of things just like with with you know whatever that one series was with all the 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 uh, serial killers. Bring in all the tough guys. Van Damme. Dude. Bring in those type of things. Give them the special moves and things. I mean, Van Damme versus Predator. What? <laughs> Dude, I would be. I'd be one hundred percent in on that. That would be that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, just give me a good good game, man. Give me give me you know one thing with Friday the Thirteenth that sucked was the servers for like a month, right? Mm-hmm. So like, give me servers that aren't Nintendo Online servers, and we're talking, you know. <laughs> with that, let's get to the next story. Let's talk about Days Gone lifetime sales. Or sorry, passes the lifetime sales of God of War in Japan and the Last Guardian in just two weeks. Todd, would you like to read this story for me? Sure, Joe. Uh, Days Gone is a smash hit in Japan. The apocalyptic open-worlder, which has topped the local sales charts for a second consecutive week, according to Famitsu, has now moved more physical copies than God of War, Detroit Become Human, and Last Guardian have managed within their respective lifespans. The title's been available just two weeks. It's not just the land of the rising sun where the release is outpacing expectations. Deacon St. John's inaugural outing has enjoyed three consecutive weeks at the summit of the UK sales chart and is faring similarly strong across continental Europe as well. It's really doing surprisingly well. Like, I saw this game. When I saw the reviews, I was like, well, this is Sony's first dud. Like, there's no way. Is this on Game Pass, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Sean. Take that. That's all you have there. Zing. Damn. Um, (laughs) We're such dicks. But, um, no, like, for me, I'm just like, well, this is Sony's first dud. It's not going to do that great commercially. I got worried for Bend because I'm just like, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs, even if, you know, the story's kind of lackluster or whatever have you. Like, I want everybody to do well, even even Xbox, all the folks over there. Right. Like, see, if these came back after a year, that's awesome. That's fantastic. But, like, you know, I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs because game wasn't up to snuff or the vision got a little bit too ahead of them. But with that, it seems like the game's doing great. Even with the review scores. So my question for you, Todd, it seems like we have this every once in a blue moon. Are review scores relevant anymore? Is Mikey Abara right? Should we just go watch our streamer and see if we like the game? Is that the more relevant way of, I, I guess, absorbing that content? 
I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, typically video games are kind of um, reliant on good reviews for their success versus like movies, which are dumb fun. You can have the worst movie in the world, does great, um, and or you know, and the reviews don't matter because every guy down the street has ten bucks he wants to spend it just to get away from the world for two hours. Mm-hmm. An experience like this, sixty bucks, and maybe it's a sixty-hour. Uh, well, you said it was a really long game, um, and when the reviews don't come out, people are less likely to just give something a try. So I don't know. I mean, has is there any streamers that are really pushing this game or really behind it? I mean, so like we had Joe after work on the show two weeks ago, and he just beat the game on stream. He's really enjoyed himself. I feel like it's one of these games where like a lot of people are like, "Yeah, we get it." It's not the most, you know, this game isn't, this game is, to, I guess, I guess to say, this game's Avengers Endgame, right, of movies, where it's a great popcorn flick, it's not going to win Best Picture, but I'm here to have fun. And I think that's what people got out of this game. I, I, I think this is also an anomaly. Like, I'm honestly confused by its success, because I walked away from it going, you know what? There is something to enjoy here. I can't wait until the next game where they figure that out. You know, um, I I hate to say that Mikey Obar is right. Not to say that because it gives you know Xbox a, a win or whatever, because I think reviews are important. And when we see people like belittle the work of really talented writers because you know their review didn't match your expectation or whatever the fact may be, um, it kind of sucks because reviews do matter. You want that type of journalistic integrity when you're talking about a video game uh, because you want to make sure that the product is decent for, for, for the viewer. So I think, I, I think it comes down to the, to the line of what everybody's missing is that a 7 isn't a bad score. It just means it's a good game, but it has problems. And I think Days Gone launched in a time where, though Mortal Kombat exists, fighting games are still so niche. Still, they're like like as much as you you know you love it, like it's still a very small demographic of of players. So when you have a drought period, people just want to play something, and they're going to go to the theater, they're going to go to their GameStop or whatever, they're going to escape that reality for whatever time they need. So like, you know, like Avengers Endgame, perfect example. This movie's so big, Pikachu couldn't even take it down in its first (laughs) week, right? Like, it's doing phenomenal because the reviews are so well. I think if, if this game came out in February... Where you know it was Anthem and it was oh, you know laundry list of other games. This game came out in March with the division. I think this would be a totally different story because the competition was there. So like for me, I don't think it's because reviews don't matter. I just think people saw the score, they wanted to play something, and there it was. You know, they're like, all right, I'll 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 do it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I mean, people come to PlayStation for these these type of style of games. Yeah. This is where they've set their mark. This game, I ultimately probably played well to the general audience yeah. that may not look for reviews. And quite honestly, um, the only thing I compare this to, to that had the exact opposite was effect was the Order eighteen eighty six. Um, that game got horrible reviews and also was did horribly. You know, just um, you know. 
financially as well. And yeah. I don't know if that team, Ready at Dawn, will ever get. I mean, are they still around? They make they make uh, VR stuff. They make a lot of VR stuff. Uh, that's make, right. Okay. okay. I, they make a lot of Rift games, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but yeah. Did so. they make Did they make uh, the the spooky scary game? Spooky scary scary. Remember where you could choose your your. It, it, Oh God! What was it called? Oh, you know they're making. Oh God! What was the name? Of it? Until Dawn. Or am uh, no, I? Am I totally, is, no, that's super massive. That's that super massive. massive. Yeah, yeah. Damn it! Uh, apparently, <laughs> Dawn threw me off. Yeah, apparently, Mad, Man of Medivh or Medan Medivh. <laughs> World of Warcraft reference. Kyle, you see that? You're rolling your eyes. I get it. Um, yeah, the Man of Medan is getting pretty solid reviews. Um, or, okay. You know, whatever previews. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, yeah, there it is. You know what? Days gone. I'm happy you're still a thing. This probably means you're getting a sequel. So let's see what you do with it, you know? With that, Todd, let's get to the next story, shall we? Let's talk about The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Uh, The Last of Us Part 2 release approaches as the game nears the end of development from PS Lifestyle. But a recent tweet from Naughty Dog developer might point to evidence that the game is closer than we thought. To provide context, The Last of Us 2 Part 2. Part 2 co-director Anthony Newman sent out a peculiar tweet with some evidence that we might be seeing the game soon. A lot of awesome positions open to help us close out this game. I especially want to highlight the melee animator position. I guarantee you will be working on some dope (laughs) in asterisks animations working with my good friend at Lethal uh, Sword Skull. (laughs) You like that? I like that tweet. I like how that guy, Lethal, whatever his name is, I didn't do enough research. Um, at least I'm honest with you guys, right? Uh, at least Lethal, like, I would love to see when he's signing a check. He's like, and how do you spell that? It's um, <clears throat> it's capital L-E-E-T. Skull. Like, the words you like, you want me to write out sword and skull. No, 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 no. Just the image of a sword. Best you can do. <laughs> skull. Best you can do. Has to have two eyes. You can make the eyes crosses, whatever you need to symbolize. <laughs> Taking or, the smiley face over the dotted part of the eye to extremes. Or else Bank of America is not going to take it. <laughs> so, so my birth certificate. <laughs> Jesus. So with that. Um, I put this story in here because obviously I've been a huge advocate of of all these like little rumors and leaks and stupid stuff. I've been very very big on pushing those stupid stories out. I don't need them. There was like one story that said it was going to be in October 2019, and then there was like a store in Guatemala leaked that it was going to be coming out in September 2019. And I'm just like, guys, are we really ch- like, are we really trusting the Ecuadorian GameStop? That <laughs> like, come on now. Not to say that Ecuadorian GameStops are lesser than, but... BodegaGames.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, with that, this game's coming out in September, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, but man. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> what, like, you want it sooner rather than later? I just kind of felt that this the 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 the, the standard progression would be we ended PS3 with Last of Us we on PS4 with Last of Us 2 getting the HD Super Edition on PS5. Yeah. You know, we thought I thought we'd get one of the other games this fall hard at it. So we lost internet connection, everybody's fine now. Okay, Andrew House wanted to pull a little 
little, <laughs> little trick on old bad bit, but you can't get one over me, okay? Which we'll talk about you, Andy. We'll talk about you in a hot second. Um, but we we're talking about how you were expecting a game to come out at the end of 2019 because they still have a bit of road left in terms of like the games that they have, right? They have like at least three big hitters with Ghost of Tsushima, with uh, I was gonna say Days Gone, oh my god, with Death Stranding that I thought was gonna have a trailer out, never happened. Um, and then with The Last of Us kind of closing out this generation, if we have a year and a half left, that that doesn't give a lot of time for these games to actually come out and maybe even kind of maybe eat each other's sales a little bit because they're so close to each other. So with that, Todd, I got a question for you. Do you think that there's still time left? Do you think that one of these games could see a 2019 release date? And which one? I, I would hope so, because without that, you've got Medieval, yeah. maybe Dreams, and maybe, I mean, obviously, third party will be strong. Um, I'm not sure what that big third party game is because they've still got the exclusive with Call of Duty. Yeah, but but there's probably no, you know, Destiny big big launch, right? Uh, and, yeah, and you I mean, could assume because Xbox has been so buddy buddy with Borderlands that they have something with with 2K, right? Xbox uh-huh. has something with 2K. So like when you look down the holiday pipeline, because E3 is not here yet, we don't really know what games are going to be primarily focused on PlayStation. What game do you think is coming out first? Because we, we saw they wrapped production of the game or, or at least shooting of the game a few weeks ago. So like this game is is not near completion. I think it's it's Again, maybe it's it's focusing on some cutscenes, cut and they got some levels right now. But I still don't think that game is is ready at all. Um, so, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding have to fight. Which one makes it to twenty nineteen? Which one gets uh, put put on the back burner? Oh God. <sighs> I know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because um, Ghost of Tsushima, I mean, honestly, we've only seen what they showed at E3 last year, and it's been dead silent. Um, they didn't show anything because they – yeah, that's that's it. So I just don't know how far along they are, although that was the last thing they worked on since Second, uh, Second Sun, right? Yeah. Which yeah. was a launch title. So flight, yeah. maybe it's ready to go. Yeah, I, I that mean, would, that trailer, you did get to see gameplay footage from it. Yeah. And it did look fucking crazy dope. So I I honestly think, in my heart of heart, it is Death Stranding. I think that trailer that they have ready, someone inside me, something inside me, is very optimistic on this game coming out first. Because we expect it to be delayed and delayed and delayed because Kojima's Kojima. But I also think Kojima doesn't have a leash tugging at him, so he gets to do what he wants. So I, I honestly God think Death Stranding is, is a spring release. I would love to see that happen. Spring 2020, let's go. I think so. That could work. That could definitely work. And then they could remaster it for, or whatever, for PS5, uh, you know, same time the following year and have something else for people to play with. Obviously, they could still play the disc in their PS5. It would work fine. So, yeah. Yeah. With that, let's get into the next story, shall we? Let's talk about some Moss DLC, because I love me some Moss. 
So Moss DLC, yes. Moss is getting a free DLC chapter called Twilight Garden from PS Lifestyle. Thank you for that article, gentlemen. Moss is definitely one of PSVR's flagship titles, so jumping into Twilight Garden will seem like a no-brainer, especially since it's... Thank you, Steam, for pop- Steam, damn it, popped up. Gabe Newell! Come on, Gabe. <laughs> damn! You know, he knows you're doing a, a PlayStation show. He's like, you know, Epic is taking all, all, all the money from us. Is that Steam Store still Please. on uh, PlayStation? No, no. <laughs> Gabe wishes, oh, well. though. Gabe wishes. Anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, Moss, it's going to be a free piece of DLC, although you will need to own the base copy of the game in order to play through the add-on. Thankfully, you can grab Moss on the PSN for around 29 bucks, which is a well worth the price of entry, especially if you like mice. Hell freaking yes. Have you played uh, Moss at all? It was one of the few demos I ever did on PlayStation VR. Um, it, it is like a uh, storybook come to life, and you've got your little mousy man uh, fighting people. Yeah. Quill is a fantastic little character. She's awesome. She's like the, the story alone, making you part of the, the story, the reader, and Moss, or sorry, and Quill being that protagonist that you control. Uh, yeah, the pop up book aesthetic, the way that you manipulate the environment to solve puzzles to fight all these different monsters, it's awesome. This DLC, though, comes out of nowhere, like an RKO. So, my question for you, sir, why? Like why why not just save it for a sequel or is this a prelude to a sequel? Do you think? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because it's not like they've announced this widely and and they I and I don't know how they bring it to life. This would have been perfect for the state of play to say, oh by the way, remember Moss? This is coming out. And it's free. It just I don't think. Yeah, this is a weird strategy to do this because I don't know how they get a big pop unless they like make this a PlayStation. Um, you know, uh, plus game or something like that, but free DLC plus a free game. I don't know. They could have made the DLC free on PS plus. That yeah. been smart. Yeah. Well, this DLC, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it is, it is free DLC, which is pretty cool. They're not making money off of it. They just no. kind of want you to remember that Moss is a thing, I guess. But for me, it's, it's awesome to see that, a game like Moss is still gaining support via its developers. They're still making stuff for it. And there's still a reason to go back and try that game out. I think the reason why it wasn't at State of Play was probably they didn't have the time to cut a trailer for it. And because of the flack that they got with the first State of Play, I think they didn't want anything really VR-y in this State of Play. They wanted it to focus... Sure. You know, on PlayStation 4. But hey, if you have Moss, there's more DLC to go. Get, play, and have fun. It's coming soon. With that, let's get into some Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, this is not Point Break uh, Ghost Recon with Patrick Swayze, apparently. Darn. Ghost. <laughs> there better Ghost. be some like, like illusions, too. Oh, surfing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Ghost Recon Breakpoint infiltrates PS4 on the 4th of October. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Push Square, for this article. Uh, Ubisoft's gunning for the complete co-op experience with Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which was officially announced as an open-world t- tactical shooter for the PlayStation 4 today. The military shooters also trying its luck in the holiday release slot following the enormous success of its 2017 predecessor, Ghost Recon Wildlands. It's due out on October 4th. That's my birthday. And just because of that, I might buy it because of my birthday. Because I have this little rule for my birthday. You have to treat yourself. 
It's the ultimate treat yourself day. So you go out there, you have your ultimate cheat meal. You go out there, you buy that thing you want. Because it's your day, nobody could tell you different. And when you go, Joe, I shouldn't be buying this, or I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be slapping babies because that's what I want to do on my day. I go, Joe, you've earned this. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Slap as many of those dumb, dumb kids as you want, you know? It's free day, Joe. Yeah. I am a, I'm not I am a fan of free birthday gifts on my birthday. Oh, well, free. Yeah. Well, they should be free if they're birthday gifts, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for me, I'm just saying I walk into a Best Buy. I'm again, kicked out because they keep on just, I slap random people. It's not even <laughs> babies at this point. I'm just like, bam, it's my day. And they're just like, can I help you? Backhand, you know? <laughs> anyway, just trying to talk myself out of the corner, just putting myself in other corners. Um, no, does this excite you at all? Because for me, you just launched The Division. This game kind of. You're just another army dude. Yeah, this time in the jungle, but like, why? I don't know. Not feeling it as well? No, I have no interest in any time Clancy game ever. What not about my, uh, my... The, what about Shade from the Walking Dead, the Punisher's in this one, though? <sighs> I didn't like Punisher on Netflix. That's fair. I didn't finish it either. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, he's the best Frank Castle. I'm just like... All right. <laughs> Bullets are a superpower. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. But watching a lot of Barry, though. Barry's a great show. Mm, I need to watch that. Oh, my goodness. Freaking gracious. All right. Let's get to the next story. I'm not even going to put that in the show notes because I mentioned it literally because we mentioned it last week. And if I don't do it, someone's going to be like, but Joe, you mentioned it last week. You didn't mention it this week. What are you? That's like, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Let's talk about Ubisoft real fast, shall we? Yes. Ubisoft says tweets about potential new Splinter Cell are jokes. IGN says the Division 2's creative director may have just revealed a new Splinter Cell game in the most unceremonious way. With a glass of vino in his hand, Julian Garrity tweeted, working on our next Splinter, hashtag Splinter Cell with at Dan Haynow and Roman Kamenar in hashtag Leon with hashtag Lethal Sword Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! They, they, they spelled his name perfectly. That's incredible. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, and then like they go on to say that yeah they're gonna be can't wait for E three crossover with the crew with the with the uh, creative director there and then he's like only missing Ghost Recon which that's not true there was an expansion to it and Rainbow Six game but they're on their way and then he just gave a shit ton of hashtags for other games <laughs> in the Ubisoft hashtag Rayman. Yeah, so Ubisoft says it's an elaborate ruse, and they go on to say, and this is their quote, after after the seemingly drunken tweet, they say this, quote, Julian, Julian was obviously joking, as Julian likes to do. <laughs> this, is this is literally a PR person going, Julian's joking, Julian loves to joke uh, It looks like our creative directors are having fun right now We do not have any announcements to make at this time My question for you, Todd, who's telling the fucking truth? What's even real anymore? Life? I doubt it This is so weird I mean, how does this happen? Is Eve Gaumont sitting there drinking with him at the time going Oh, you should do this, it would be hilarious Ha 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 I'm French. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I because they've been <laughs> teasing this for months now, like even yes, years. Yes. Like people are like, "Where's 
uh, Splinter Cell. They're like, yeah, we know that there's been so like the, and then PR guys comes in. Yeah, you know, we know that people have been wanting it. You know, when it's the right time, I think we'll get another Splinter Cell game. It's like, yeez, you know the fucking truth. And yeah, he's giggling <laughs> with a little, you know, little cup of Pinot Grigio or whatever. That's wine, I think. And he's yes. like, ha ha and he's twisting his little mustache, <laughs> which he's always had, by the way. But he's just disguised it. He puts makeup on every time he's out. He actually <laughs> like has a super- like the Joker from Batman sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, he puts a little makeup, a little foundation on it. Can't see it, and then he wipes it off, and then he just curls it. He curls it in his old dorm, his old dormitory, like an evil genius he is because he knows we want this right yes yes what does this say for e3 for ubisoft did this just (sighs) raise the stakes for them accidentally or do they have something for us todd did he did he hashtag uh canada walmart no, not that at all. Because that, so <laughs> that would be even worse. Because be like so obvious Dude, at the end. You know, he should have done that. If he tagged him, I would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? I, you know, I, I mean, obviously, with with the one Splinter uh, uh, Ghost Recon game coming, I mean, this could make sense for a you know a February timed game. So E three makes perfect sense. Xbox has all the stage uh, uh, ready for them to have a crap ton of things. I don't think they're going to have a lot of first party stuff for this E three, anyways. So this is perfect. Go back to their heritage. Splinter Cell is definitely tied to Xbox. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think because right before the store uh, the the show started, um, the Skull and Bones game that they're working on has gotten delayed, but they're still thinking of three games that are going to be in their financial quarter. One of them they talk about being Ghost Recon. So if Ghost Recon's one of the games, and then you have Just Dance, you would have to assume there because it's always there. Then it leads to that February time where they seemingly have a game like last or this year it was far cry and the division last year it was far cry four. Right. So I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I don't think this is a joke. I, I think this would be going, this would be a step too far. The goddamn French to do <laughs> to go all the way to E3, just to retreat. Come on guys, a baguette too far. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? Oh my God. Todd, need you to do something for me real fast. Okay. I need you to hold on to something. Because it's a little segment we like to call Prepare the Drop. Now, every single week, the latest and greatest of all things gaming drops on the PlayStation Store. But because there are so many games, literally, sometimes there's like dozens upon Baker dozens full of games that drop each and every week. I'm not just going to read you a list of all the games that came out. That's not fun. What we're going to do is we're going to take our top game of each week that excites us the most, read about it, read the little description, and then talk about why we're excited for this game. Are you ready? I am. I, I Do I need, still need to hold on? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Todd, what's your pick? I have a nit to pick first. Oh, Mr. God. PlayStation Store, man. Mm-hmm. You have games here. Some, you can click the link to the actual game on the PlayStation Store. Half of them, you cannot. So then I have to look up the game on Google. Come on now, Mr. PlayStation Store, man. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Come on. What are we, the Xbox Store where everybody's just like shrewd all over the place? 
I mean, it's a smorgasbord because I had to look these all up because I'm like, what are these games? Yeah. Um, and at first, I was Rage Two, Joe. Okay. But you kind of you kind of you kind of set it out there. Yeah. But the game that I think that that just teased my uh, my funny bone the most is called Feudal Alloy. Ooh, tell a me two. About a two is an ordinary fish-controlled farmer robot who lives in a small cottage in sunflower fields. He had been living in a simple but ple- pleasant life until a bunch of outlaws attacked the village, stole their oil, oil supplies, and burned his house. Fortunately, he managed to grab his old sword and fled in the woods. This is a fish-in-a-bubble bowl with a robot body with a sword. I watched it. Yeah. It is very fun, enjoyable arcade, uh, you know, action platforming. It looks adorable. I love the fish. It reminds me of Headlander. You know that game? Yeah. Same yeah. type of aesthetic. My, I really thought you were going to go with Castlevania, the Castlevania <sighs> collection. I'm surprised you did. Is I, I wanted to. Platinum? No, uh, the I fact there's no, there's no Castlevania 2 in it. Oh, because they remastered it, right? Well, no, they put the the Game Boy Castlevania 2 in it. That's so weird. Why do they do that? Why do all these games do <laughs> Kid that? Kid Dracula, come on. Yeah, they're like, oh, like here's a Mega Man collection, but here's Mega Man 2 on the CDO. Like, what the f- Why do this? Why do this? Mega Why Man Soccer. I- we want to play it. <laughs> Why? Why do this? It's just like the PlayStation uh, Classic over there. Putting the PAL versions on this thing, and the games are looking... God awful. Why do that? Why put the lesser versions? Don't you want this thing to sell? Wait for Castlevania Collection 2, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the Konami figured their shit out collection, which that's never going to (laughs) happen. That's mine. Okay. Sorry, that that triggered me something awful. More than it really should have. So I have have a fake pick because... uh, I wanted to trick you out on this because I, honest to God, this is what I picked before because I know Kyle hates when I bring it up because this is a PlayStation show. I was going to talk about uh, uh, Plague Tale uh, Innocent, which is a follow the grim tale of young siblings, Amisha and Hugo. Ooh, Amelia and Hugo. I like that. A heart. Uh, trending journey through the darkest hours of history, haunted hunted by the Inquisition soldiers and never see them coming, and surrounded by unstoppable swarms of rats. They must struggle to survive against overwhelming odds and find purpose in this brutal, unforgiving world. Now, I would pick that, but guess what I found out literally yesterday, Todd? Um, World of Warcraft like Classic is coming oh. out August 27th. <laughs> Okay, I am so in on this. It's the only thing I've been thinking about. You want to know how in on this I am, Todd? There's a a World of Warcraft 15th anniversary edition collection thing. I have no idea what's in this box. It's well, I have a slight idea. It's literally a hundred bucks, and it comes with um with with a statue of uh of Ragnaros. In it, and he's dope, and he's like gold plated, and I immediately pre ordered it. I immediately pre ordered it because Loktar Ogar for the Horde. I'm so in. Give me the nostalgia. Give me, give me Terran Mill. Give me, oh god, give me Terran Mill. Give me the Hillsbrad Foothills PvP. Give me the old Scarlet Crusade dungeons. 
I'm in. Okay? 100% in. Even the dungeons that didn't make sense, I want those. <laughs> I'm looking at you, MC. Molten Core, you sucked as a dungeon, but I can't wait to get 39 other people, Todd. 39. And try to do some damage. Are they bringing Leroy Jenkins back? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably have him on the Leroy. Remember this? <laughs> remember this is always going to be immediate. Leroy Jenkins. That is so crazy. How that one phrase? It's now in all media, right? Like there is certain show. Like talk about Barry. There's one part where he's like Leroy Jenkins. I'm like, no fucking way. Seriously, yep. how old is Deep this? But people still remember it. Okay, I'm in on this. I think after this comes out, we're just going to rename this the trophy room to like the Azeroth room or something dope. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I can't wait to see what's in that box. I, <laughs> it's probably a dead. Uh, what are those? Uh, Murlocs. <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. <laughs> Joe, I wanted to point something out. I did watch one of the trailers for one of the releases. It's called The Padre. Uh, it brings up a movie with like uh, Christopher Walken, I believe, first. But then I found this game, and I swear I thought you did the narration for it. I thought it was all your voice work. It's okay. it's it's a weird. It's called The Padre. Just called The Padre. Okay, The Padre. Yeah, it's it's. It's a weird game. Well, it's like, my God, this is a game about a little boy. No, more of your spooky ghost voice or your spooky voice. (laughs) It's about a little boy. That's right, yes. (laughs) Check out the trailer when you get a chance. Yes. A little padre. Oh, man. Have you seen, before we get into the the snail mail, the kids going to watch Detective Pikachu? (laughs) And they watch the horror movie instead, like something really awful? La Llorona, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. I bet that was Nintendo themselves. That's their way of brainwashing these kids to buy awful consoles, right? It's a joke. It's right behind me. My Switch. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> let's get to the best segment we have on the show. Called Andrew House's Snail Mail. And I think last week I crossed the line. Because uh, yeah, I didn't want to tell anybody this, but Andrew House called me. And... Uh, he threatened me, and really, weirdly enough, an awful British accent on the man, which makes me believe he's not even British. But Grouchy Surge somehow hacked my phone to get these 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 emails. Okay, thirty thousand of them, uh, and uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden Kyle's sick. He has a stomach flu. I'm thinking Andrew has poisoned him. Mi six. I think across the line. I think he comes from chimney sweeps, so watch out. Thank God I don't have a chimney. That's the only thing. Andrew House is kind of like a vampire because he can only enter your house with permission and be a chimney sweep. <laughs> like my mom, he should let anybody in the house. So like he's he's attempted several times. He knocks at the door. And my mom's like, "Hello, who is it?" He's like, "Ah, uh, may I come in?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. You're one of Joe's friends. Come on in." And then he's like, "Yeah, more like arch enemy." He's like, "What?" <clears throat> Nothing, good friend. And he's like, do you have a chimney? And she's like, nope. He's like, fuck. <laughs> My power has been removed. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try again next week. Invest in the chimney. <laughs> but I don't need permission. I still have motherfucking sick. Anyway, <clears throat> so usually you can write to us via the Casa de Bad Bit Discord or 
you could tweet at us, PS Trophy Room, each and every Wednesday before we start the show. We ask for questions, so please follow us, tweet at us. It's always appreciated. Uh, this week, again, so many responses. Thank you all so much for all your support. Uh, this week, we got one snail mail. So you use the other two for the state of play. And this comes from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. He asks, I should have asked this question last week. Don't worry, you're here now. But his, but his behavior and the reports about Randy Pitchford, or, or sorry, has behavior and reports about Randy Pitchford affected your excitement for Borderlands 3? I'm going to be honest, I want the game, but I don't want to reward the guy for being an ass. This is a great question because last week, or maybe even the week before, I didn't want to kind of tarnish Borderlands 3 with Randy's bullshittery. I guess with the Borderlands three gameplay reveal, uh, Randy Pitchford kind of said something on stage. Not he did. He said that there would not be any microtransactions in Borderlands three. And there are, and they had to clarify that and game informer did their due diligence. And they said, Randy Pitchford's wrong. You do. There are microtransactions in term. Randy Pitchford threw a fucking fit on Twitter that lasted from two o'clock in the afternoon to three in the morning. The man's a chaotic mess. Yeah, I know. But it gets even crazier. With him going on a tirade about why asking asking Game Informer, I mean, I, 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 I said this in a quote like two weeks ago, but like as a CEO of a company asking in, in a public forum like on Twitter, why would you fuck me on this? is beyond me. Like, saying anything of the sort is beyond me when you're a CEO of that type of company and you're acting that that childish because people caught you in, in essentially a lie. Um, then the voice actor for Claptrap comes out, and he's like, well, he's a piece of crap. He didn't pay me for the work that I did as Claptrap, and he assaulted me. He pushed me. And uh, Randy Pitchford doesn't really say anything at this point. This is crazy. It's all off the top of my noggin, so I could be wrong. Just letting you guys know. And then, uh, there recently, as of like recording this episode, there is another former employee that has corroborated with that story, and it lines up. At the same exact time, the story of why Randy pushed Claptrap was because this actor was actually part of the... Uh, the team over at at Gearbox, and he overheard heard that Randy was going to try to sell the studio to this third party. And so stories are all kind of aligning that Randy Pitchford is not just an asshole, but he also tried to sell Gearbox, and he's also tried to bone people out of their fair pay, while at the same time lying to consumers about what's in his game, which is, he doesn't need to, because everybody's pretty much chill with what's what they're getting with Borderlands 3. Like, it legitimately looks great. This game looks great. You see the hard work that these people are pouring into that, in all honesty, Randy is not the creative director of this game. He's just the CEO. He oversees everything else. But there's another creative director working on this game and a whole other team working on this game passionately doing their due diligence to make sure we get an awesome experience. So with that, has the behavior of one man tarnished this reveal of this game for you, Todd? Quite honestly, no. And thank God my the CEO of my company has never gone on uh, the Squawk Box or whatever CNBC and called people douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, 
that's not a good not a good look. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like you said, I mean, it's a game isn't made by one person, and these are people's livelihoods. They put a ton of time and effort, probably six years into this game by now. Um, and I want to reward them, not him. I don't know how to do that. I can't say like I'm writing a check for this game <laughs> to to exclude Randy Pitchford yeah. Yeah. from his cut. I don't know. Yeah. No, and that's like that's that's a conundrum because like you do have I I I'm thinking of other famous people in the industry that are unsavory that are like you don't want to you don't want to punish a studio because of one asshole, right? Like you know, Randy Pitchford has other very shady things. We talk about medieval times with him, how you should never go to a medieval times with Randy Pitchford because he may or may not have. Of uh, you know, watch like you know, child pornography on, on on a USB drive that he left out of medieval times, a dinner and a tournament, and apparently a haven for uh, miscreants like Randy Pitchford. <laughs> but like with that said, I don't want to. It, it sucks because like I hated like Colonial Marines uh, is a game that has been marred. It's a piece of shit, and that was Randy going, "Hey, we do this because we love it," and I and. He, it wasn't even Gearbox that, that made the game. It was another nope. development that they hired to take on this game. Uh, same with uh, Duke Nukem Forever, right? Like, he's done very shady things to bone over consumers, while at the same exact time, Gearbox has made an amazing trilogy that people really love, that connect to with Borderlands. So I would like to say that, for me, has it killed the excitement for Borderlands? It's tarnished it because I'm not talking about Borderlands and how awesome it looks. I'm talking about how Randy Pitchford is such an asshole over Borderlands 3. And that's hmm. that's the thing that irks me at the end of the day is that the conversation is, isn't look at how Borderlands is or look at how Gearbox is respecting what the fans want and the fans wishes. It's look at Gearbox's CEO Randy Pitchford make an ass of himself for days on end and now possibly get himself in a bigger, deeper lawsuit that he already's in. And um and it sucks. But I, I think should you buy it, I think I think look inward with that one, right? Like it, if Randy bothers you that much, I would say no. But if you could look past that one guy, cause I get it. You don't like, I don't want to support Randy Pitchford. Like, don't get me wrong here. Um, and, and that's something like I have to come to grips with. So like, I don't want to support this guy, but I know other people work really hard on it. I'm going to buy borderlands three kind of begrudgingly, but I do hope that they find new management because what's going on right now, man, if, if I'm upper management at 2k, I'd be like, dude, what is going on? You know, like what's going on? That's, that's, that's the bigger question. So, and that's, that's my biggest, my biggest concern isn't what he, my biggest concern, I think at the end of the day, let me get this in English is not what he's saying to us, but what he's doing behind the scenes. Like, if he's this much of an asshole in front of us, how is he treating his workers? Right? Yeah. That's, that's the thing one. I'm really afraid of. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2K is the publisher, right? Yes, they publish it. And they are, I'm trying to think who is actually the, the head dog. Take two. 
Uh, is, 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 are they that, over? 2K? No, they don't, they don't own Gearbox. Gearbox is independent. Can they do anything as the publisher, though? I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Can they say, Randy, your, your bonuses or whatever you're going to get are, could potentially be at risk um, for damaging this property. You need to take a vacation and come back in six months. Yes, I think I think that they're having that conversation, but it's not. Hey, Randy, take a vacation. It's hey, Randy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, shut your mouth just for a minute here. You know, you need to lay low for a while. You know, that's what I think. It's that, yeah, it's, that's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But with that, that has been the trophy room. That's Andrew House's snail mail. I didn't sneak into his house this week. I've learned my lesson. We're going to have to find another executive to steal their Turkish delights from. But with with that said, I just want to thank everybody for uh, being so amazing, being part of this awesome community, staying with me as we do and say wacky and dumb shit. That's around PlayStation. Thank you all so very much. With that, Todd, thank you for coming out. Again, such short notice. Thank you. You're freaking awesome. Todd, do you know that? Has anybody told you that? Awesome. With that, Todd, where can people find you? First, Joe, tell my wife. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> second, Jamie, uh, get out here. <laughs> second, uh, do a podcast all about all things geek. Uh, we just do now have a spin-off video game show that comes out every two weeks with Mark Carabin, which is a lot of fun with the Can- the Canadian gamer. Uh, at Secret Friends U on Twitter and Secret Friends Unite podcast for everything we do in the world of nerd. What does your wife say? Karen. I'm going to say Karen. Christina. Christi- okay. Close. Yeah. All right. Christina, your husband, he's a very nice man. And you named your son something really badass. So, dude, like, like, dude, your son's name is Logan. How cool is that? Snick-nicked. Like, dude. It's like, I bet he came out of the womb. He's smoking a cigar. He's like, <laughs> what's up, Pop? <laughs> I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the best at what I do. What's that? <laughs> Being born, that's what. <laughs> With that, you can find the Trophy Room here on YouTube or at iTunes. Please rate us five stars. Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever there's an RSS feed, you can find the Trophy Room on. Again, each and every Thursday, please rate us five stars. All that jazz. Follow us. Please, Trophy Room. Follow me at Mr. Badbit. With all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>